Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Geekouts. My name is Dave, and joining me tonight from Two Broke Geeks is Matt. Holla! <laughs> I guess. Bring, in, bring in some flavor. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on the flavor. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump into it. This is the same format as always. We're just going to run down some geek news and talk about uh, what's going on in our geek lives. That kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And uh, whatever you guys want to talk about in the chat room. Uh, you can always access the chat on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Atomic hyphen Geekdom. If you want to join in our Geek Outs every Thursday, we're going to try to do them. Almost didn't have one tonight, but thankfully Matt was available to yep. jump on the show. Otherwise, otherwise, I would have canceled. I don't think anybody wanted to listen to me drone on for 50 minutes. and just... I've done it all by myself before on my show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it went over, but hey, it was there. If they didn't like it, they'd let you know. I think we can. We can That's true. We can assume that much from from Twitter and Facebook. This is and, true. This is true. So let's uh, let's get the bad news out of the way. Um, mm, earlier yes. this week, we found out that David Bowie had passed away. Yeah. Uh, from yep. his fight with cancer. Yes. And then today, we found out Alan Rickman had passed away. Same thing, fighting Ugh. with cancer. Um. So uh, you know we're. Very sad Awful. news. What's uh? What is your favorite Alan Rickman movie? Um, if you had to choose at least one. Well, it's gonna be. Well, I want to say Harry Potter, but I don't know which one. So I'm gonna say Dogma. <laughs> That's fair. Dogma's a good one. Because there are. Eight Harry Potter movies, and I could say those. So he's, yeah, he's equally as good in all of them. Yeah. So, some, but some, if I had to pick just one, I suppose Dogma. <laughs> yeah. So you know, some feature him more than others, but right. Uh, so that's tough. Yeah, he's he's great, and you know, all his role. It's tough because I for a long time I watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves over and over and over when I was younger because mm-hmm. I loved the aspect of the bow and arrow. Like I made bows and arrows, not tree you know, tree branches and stuff as a kid. And, uh, I, you know, I wasn't too fond of the whole love story and the Brian Adams song and everything, but mm-hmm. just the Robin Hood story. And then he was just the, the worst villain in that movie. Mm-hmm. He played a great sheriff of Nottingham. And then, you know, as I got older, I, I was able to sneak in and see Die Hard uh, yep. and, and see him as I guess that was his first role. I didn't know that. 
so yep it was that's crazy how good he is in that as the main villain and you know for me galaxy quest is always a great movie See that I've never seen. Oh, you'd love it. You got to see Galaxy. Yeah, I, uh, I want to. Yeah, I should see that. That's a good. I, it might. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but you should check that one out. I don't think I've seen it on there, but I'll find some way to watch it. Yeah, make sure. I'm gonna go with Die Hard. Uh, his first movie and Die mm-hmm. Hard is a is, is a go to movie anytime I want to watch anything. So it's uh. Gotcha. Yeah, I enjoyed Die Hard. So. Uh, yeah, very sad. You know, thoughts go out to the families and friends yep. of David Bowie and Alan Rickman and all the fans. And, you know, take your time of mourning, but then celebrate their lives. Uh, fans, you know, go out and watch Labyrinth or any of Alan mm-hmm. Rickman's movies. Or uh, you could watch Flight of the Concords. They were heavily influenced by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. And you could watch them sing Bowie to Bowie. Mm, <laughs> uh, yep <laughs> good stuff i don't know if you know play the concords but it's funny stuff i do a little bit yep. yeah so all right let's uh let's move past the sad news uh, <laughs> well this is kind of sad if you're fans of the show heroes reborn is not coming back after the miniseries concludes which i think it's almost over oh see i, I thought that was already a thing that we knew i thought that um Heroes Reborn was kind of like the X-Files deal where it was like just a one and done kind of thing. I, you know, I did too, but I guess, I guess not. Uh, they maybe were trying to see mm. if the ratings were good and they continue it, but yeah, I guess okay. I'm not surprised and it doesn't bother me. One more dive into the Heroes universe is fine for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never watch shows, so to me it doesn't register at all, not in positive or negative. I just never – that was never something I paid attention to, so <laughs> hey. All right. I'm going to let you lead us here. Which way do you want to go? Do you want to talk DC movie and TV news, Marvel movie and TV news, or do you want to do uh, the general news before – you know, which, which one do um, we start with? Let's talk um, DC. DC? All right. I uh, found out yesterday that DC is is circling in on Amber Heard to play Mera, mm-hmm. uh, Queen of Atlantis, or future Queen of Atlantis, and yep. uh, Aquaman's main squeeze. She yep. will debut in Justice League Part 1 and then obviously be in the Aquaman movie. Yep. Uh, if you don't know Amber Heard, she's Johnny Depp's wife. That's all I know her from. I looked up her IMDb page, and man, that looked like a lot of bad movies. <laughs> yeah, not too many great movies in her repertoire. She's gorgeous. You can't take that away from mm-hmm. her. She's a beautiful girl. Uh, she's not a redhead, which is kind of strange. I thought well, they'd go hair dot wigs exist. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe they'd go yeah, with yeah. a natural redhead. You know, there's a lot of girls, mm-hmm. actresses out mm-hmm. there that can play the role, like Bryce Dallas Howard, or but yeah, you know, she's well, in yeah. Jurassic Park movies and. And, and being Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, yeah. So uh, Amber Heard, I'm trying to get my computer to work so I can bring up her IMDb. Mm. For the people that don't know her. I think a lot of people do. Us older folks might not. Uh, what Pineapple Express she was in. Uh, the Informers, the Stepfather. Oh, Zombieland. She's the first zombie that oh, Jesse Eisenberg runs into. The neighbor girl. Yeah. You're cutting in and out there a little bit. Oh, it's a very small part, so it's hard to judge 
how yeah. she does off that drive angry, the rum diary, <laughs> three days to kill, like just a bunch of magic Mike XXL. Did you see drive just, angry? No. I mean, do you know what it's about? I'm look- no. Oh man. I thought it was just a movie about a dude driving, you know, like some kind of driver type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Cage's character dies 10 years to the, to the events of this movie and he returns from mm-hmm. hell. He escapes out of hell. To save oh his my Lord. That's horrible. He steals Satan's personal rifle called rifle called the God Killer. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, um, man, she's not been in just wow. This is a lot of like nothing. Holy moly! Yeah, so maybe this will be her her big movie. She's in Friday this Lights, be, which, which is a good movie, but she's barely in it. She's barely in Alpha Dog, yeah. which is another good movie. So yeah, this might be like a break if she gets it. Or, you know, if this is her role, this could be her big breakout. Yeah, Wikipedia calls it a done deal. She's already in the cast for Justice League Part 1 and Aquaman. But everything I see, she's yeah. not, not confirmed cast yet. So Right, I'll believe it, you know, when it comes in an official announcement from Warner Brothers and stuff like yeah. that. Just like I always do. Yeah, I mean, I have my sources, and I wouldn't have tweeted it out if one of my sources hadn't posted about mm-hmm. it. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's not official, official yet, but it's probably, I would assume, is going to happen. What I would hope is that now, if she is involved, that they go ahead and they get Johnny Depp to do something as well. Be like, hey, your wife is already here. Want to come in and do something else with it? You know? How would you cast Johnny Depp in a DC character? Just do it. I don't care what he oh, would no, play. Saying, what, would, what, what, what would you like, – Oh, what would yeah. I cast him yeah. as? Oh, oh, um, I don't I know. I'm, I, I really don't like – to. Yeah, and I don't like to play the fan casting game just because from just from what I've been able to um figure out from watching actual casting happen, yeah. real casting agents are real casting agents for a reason. Right. And I've been surprised by a lot of choices. So, like I think I'm going to be Pleasantly, I think I'm going to be pleasantly surprised by Gal Gadot. Hard to say yet, but um, Johnny Depp, I I don't know what I'd do with him. I would just be happy if they got him to play a role. Okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I'd probably put him in a villain role, maybe like a Sinestro. Or, I, like, I really liked Mark Strong in that role, even though the movie mm-hmm. sucked. But, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's fun to think about. Totally. Uh, let's see. Oh, Chris Pine opened up a little bit about Steve Trevor's, the the role of Steve Trevor for the Wonder Woman movie. I can read his quote here. It's a little long, but stay with me. Mm -hmm. Steve Trevor is a roguish, cynical realist who's seen the awful, brutish nature of modern civilization. He's a worldly guy, a charming guy, and it's going to be a great, fun film. There are some incredibly deep, interesting, and morally relevant themes. Patty is just directing the daylights out of it. It's shot beautifully, feels so wonderfully, period, but also has this wonderful pop sensibility. It's a period hmm. we don't like we don't see often. It's usually World War II. Our costume design is incredible. We have scenes with like five hundred extras all in period dress. I'd never been on a film with extras casting as beautifully done as it is here. It highlights a really important point. When background casting is done well, it can make or break a scene. I've got people in deep background that have entire lives. It's awesome. It actually, it's actually make believe land. So he's he's deep into the period piece extras. Hmm. And yeah, we don't cool. see a lot of World War One movies. Uh, and this this is starting to feel like 
the Captain America of the DC worlds. You know, we got yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not exactly what I was hoping for, and I still have a a lingering question in the back of my mind as to whether the entire movie will take place in that period or not. Well, the original but, rumor was that each of her movies, her standalone movies, would progress her into the future, the present. Mm. And I don't okay, yeah. I, I don't like that idea. If one movie is in the past, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're just going with the she's immortal and never ages. Uh, yeah, or does the aging very slowly bit, you know, that uh, they do with, like, Captain America, where, you know... They say that the super soldier serum in, uh, kind of aids in Captain America not aging. They say that Superman doesn't age like normal people because he's Kryptonian. So it's possible that they could have a Wonder Woman that doesn't age like normal people as well. Yeah, you know, however they do it, I'm sure it's going to be cool. I mean, again, I'm still, we're all still waiting to hear Gal Gadot's first words as Wonder Woman. And mm-hmm. that's... That's going to be important to that character. Definitely. She looks great and she looks strong in the trailer. So we'll see where mm-hmm. it goes, goes from there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a movie from Wonder Woman 2. Let's see. Let's jump to TV and then we'll come back to Batman vs. Superman at the end of this segment. Uh, Jonah Hex is coming to Legends of Tomorrow. Or I should say the Legends of Tomorrow are coming to Jonah Hex. <laughs> It's cool either way. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be jumping through time and all this kinds of <clears throat> cool stuff, and they're going to have a run in with Jonah Hex, so that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Vandervoort, who played Supergirl on Smallville, mm-hmm. is joining Supergirl on CBS. <laughs> cool. Uh, so now they have both original Supergirls in the TV show. And that's awesome. I think that's a great nod to the past. Yeah, I like the way they do that, where they're bringing in all these old uh, actors that played roles in original incarnations of these things and bringing them into the new stuff and going, here you go. We we understand that there's a lot of history here, and we like to uh, bring that history in. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's cool. And we've got Dean Kane in there and just uh it's just been cool so far. And she's she also uh joined joined by Jeff Branson, who mm-hmm. uh, the, Laura Vandervoort's playing a villain named Indigo, a living, strong willed supercomputer sentenced to Fort Ross after turning on the Kryptonians. And mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff Branson will be playing Master Jailer. A forceful and unrelenting jail guard on Fort Roz. He showed no mercy. Now on Earth, he is hell-bent on uh, catching all the Fort Roz escapees and brutally bringing them to justice. I like that they brought in the word brutally. Yeah. So that's awesome. more exciting news for Supergirl. I don't think I have anything else for Supergirl. Nope. Okay, so let's see. Supergirl. Oh, Jeff Johns was quoted today. As saying, a, a Legion of Superheroes tease is coming to one of the DC shows. So, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. He didn't quite say like it makes the most sense in Legends of Tomorrow, but yeah, we'll see. They've done it on Smallville. A Legion of Superheroes is like 
like Justice League type stuff? Because no, Legion of Superheroes are they're like three. Well, they started off as three kids: Cosmic Boy, Lightning Lad, and Saturn Girl. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they went back. Yeah, in yeah. Time to save Superboy or Superman, one of the two. It's been a long time since I read Legion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, my guess is Legends of Tomorrow, but maybe that's too on the head. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, and, you know, makes sense, but Supergirl I could also, also make sense. Yep, and I guess it makes sense on Flash too. Oh, I don't know. Sure. The only one it really doesn't make a lot of sense on is Arrow. I guess. Yeah. To me, anyway. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's double check. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think we're mixed on this one. We're hopeful, uh, both of us, but. Uh, Kevin Smith is going to direct an episode of The Flash on yeah. CW, and all we can really confirm is it's going to be an episode near the end of the season, maybe even the finale. In but May. Uh, yeah. yeah, all we know is it's towards the end of the season this year, and uh, you know he's a fanboy himself, so he mm. knows the material, and he's in love yeah. with the show. It, yeah, I mean, it should be fine. Um, he doesn't have a action type eye which is the only thing i mean all his movies are talking heads pretty much but you know most of the action is kind of the job of the visual defects visual effects department rather <laughs> in the case of um in the case of the flash so they should be able to take care of most of that and he can take care of the other stuff and uh, like I said earlier, uh, uh, just, it might have been you, but it might not have been. Um, in these cases, like in the case of like the Flash and stuff, uh, it's really a point and shoot. The director, I don't think, heart, uh, makes much of a difference in the case of these types of TV shows. Yeah, if he's not writing the episode, I don't think think but he might no no he's just no no he's just directing and right. so in in that case it's not like um any type of show like this you know you think of like game of thrones even it's like the director doesn't matter you've got just somebody there to kind of point and shoot they're not well, lending their own you know because the episodes have to have a certain look you can't have the entire show looking different all the time sure sure there's that, but then there's also like a visually aspect of uh, setting up the scene and where the camera mm-hmm. is and these types yeah. of things, how they angle it. And, you know, the, I don't know the, the Hollywood terms and being a director sounds like a huge headache to me to be, you know, it's yeah. one of those things I've ever dreamed of doing a writer. Sure. I'd be a writer any day of the week, but uh director has never really appealed to me, but like, mm-hmm. like Arrow has had Lexi Alexander. She's a director from like Punisher war zone and she's done a few other things and, uh, so they've done this type of thing before. So, yeah. And I mean, her, her episode, she's done a lot of action. So her episode, and it's arrow. So there's a lot of action in that episode. Uh, so, right. So, yeah. All right. So that's, uh, that's, that's, oh, uh, yeah. One more, one more DC thing. And it's, uh, it, it, if, if correct, it's spoilery for Batman V Superman. It's still a rumor. Mm. It's still a theory, not confirmed, but somebody says my sources have, confirmed it that it's an act four thing for bizarre or for batman versus superman and i just said it uh that bizarro oh, is, yeah bizarro's in the movie yeah. and that he's, i've heard that as well right and, and then he's uh, going to bridge justice league in this movie as the villain for justice league as well 
I don't see how much sense that really makes as if I don't, yeah. like Doomsday is the villain to do that with. Uh, no, I don't think that's no either. Both of those, I don't think are justice league. Um, the bizarro rumor that I had heard is that that's the Superman you see kicking it with Lex Luthor in uh, those scenes where he he's kind of standing in the background while Lex is doing other stuff because you know people are like, well, he is just kind of standing there, not doing anything, while Lex is creating a monster, and you've got the whole thing where he's kneeling before Lex Luthor, and so I had heard the rumor that that was probably Bizarro. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to see, because maybe it could all just be some kind of weird, you know, turn that they're going to play with us with the trailer showing us Doomsday, making us Mm -hmm. think that Lex is a part of the Doomsday thing, and he might not be. Maybe Lex is part of this Bizarro thing. And then, maybe. and then, boom, there's Doomsday at the end. So maybe this mm. thing at the end is they're fighting Bizarro, and then Doomsday shows up. I don't know. There's a lot there to kind of take apart. I just kind of hope Bizarro has nothing to do with this movie, and they save him for, like, a Man of Steel sequel or something. Yeah, it, yeah it'd be a lot, but I can also see it. I don't know. I think that if the Bizarro rumor pans out... It'll be fine. I don't. I just have a weird feeling. It's just a rumor. Yeah, and uh, or that if it's not, he doesn't play as big of a role as. Um, I think Doomsday would still end up being the ultimate villain. I think he has to be to be quite. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, what do you want, Marvel or general news? Um, Marvel now. All right. Uh, brief news, Gambit, the movie starring Shane Tatum, is supposed to be in production in March, so it's quite delayed and not sure mm-hmm. it's going to hit that October release date. I think that's going to end up getting pushed back, and I can kind of, as much as I want to see it now, I hope it does get pushed back so they don't rush. Oh, yeah, you can't, no, you can't put a product, you cannot put a movie into production in March and have it done by, if you do, man, that movie's going to come out real bad. And Yeah, you know, it's it's supposed to be like a, like a, like a heist movie, but he's still a mutant. He still has powers and there's still going to be CGI and stuff to work out. So, right. The VFX just that based on what little I know about VFX, that's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus editing and reshoots and any of that, you know, you never know, but I doubt it. Uh, let's see. Kate Blanchett is possibly in talks for Thor Ragnarok to play the villain. Uh, oh this, yeah. This is, uh, uh you know, Take this as a loose grain of salt type of rumor. This is according to Mark Ruffalo, who saw her and really begged her because he had heard she was circling, uh, possibly, you know, getting into talks about this role, and he really wants her to do it. Um, if it's a villain, Kate Blanchett, Enchantress, mm-hmm. probably? Yeah, yeah, probably. So, yeah, not much. We don't know a whole lot about what Thor Ragnarok's about, but we do know Hulk is in it. Uh, and quite a bit. Yeah. And people are, are hoping that it has a, a Planet Hulk type feel to it. And this is probably as close as you're going to get to that. Yeah, I would say so. Planet Hulk just doesn't seem like some, And, you know, that's something that requires quite a bit of um, setup to do Planet Hulk and... If they ever got to it, I would assume it would be way down the line. 
Yeah, and I didn't, you know, okay, I didn't read a lot of Hulk books. You know, in fact, I read no Hulk books growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. No Avengers books really either. He doesn't have much dialogue when he's the Hulk, right? Um, To my understanding, I have not read Planet Hulk, but there was a point in time where Hulk was pretty verbal. He did... Um, become more intelligent and i believe planet hulk was i mean to my i've only read reviews of planet hulk and to my understanding it still doesn't have a ton of dialogue but hulk does speak so yeah yeah. i was gonna say because that's hard to do for a movie with just a big monster right and the one the other thing people are always like oh i hope they do planet hulk next and it's like i don't have a lot of interest in movies, uh, comic book movies anyway, that are lifted directly 100% right out of the comics because I would just rather they are, you know, like, well, look at like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like it, it was obviously very much based on the Winter Soldier book, but it was also very much its own story. It still had enough new, unique, interesting elements. It's like how, how much can you – I mean unless you – I don't know. What could you do with Planet Hulk besides kind of what happened with Planet Hulk? Send him off, have him be on like this battle type plan. I don't know. It's – Planet Hulk's kind of a weird story to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. And they should take aspects from the books and be inspired by them. Like you got Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. We're all inspired by a lot of Batman books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Knight uh, Returns. Uh, <laughs> I'm sort of blanking. Long Halloween. These kinds of movies or these kinds of yeah, books yeah. were lifted to, to uh, mm-hmm. year one. All these things were put into all three of these movies. So it wasn't all just panel for panel mm. the the movie based on the book kind of like what the animated mm-hmm. ones do and that's what the animated ones serve a purpose that makes more sense for an animated movie to be a direct uh analog right it. right so yeah all right so there's there's that news about possible Kate Blanchett joining the Marvel universe and why not i mean marvel seems to right. be all the huge, exactly. huge actors so uh, yeah, they so, are getting a lot of talent. So yeah, speaking of talent, they just got Ryan Coogler is going to direct the Black Panther movie. Yep, I still haven't seen Creed. Good movie. I think it got shafted in these award nominations. I uh, I I heard, I heard that it only got like one or two, but I don't know. The Oscars to me are kind of a uh, they're a weird thing anyway. Like. It's it's interesting to me because movies like like Creed, where it's you know it's an action movie, but it's it's really a drama, mm-hmm. are kind of what the, you would expect the Academy to gravitate towards. Like Sylvester Stallone's role, or even Michael B. Jordan's role in that movie, are, are mm-hmm. exceptionally well done and deserve uh, the attention and recognition from from the mm-hmm. Oscars. But then you get a movie like, I'm sorry, Mad Max Fury Road gets ten nominations. Yeah, that uh, that seemed like a lot to me. I don't know. The thing with the th- thing that came to mind with me though and uh, maybe a lot of people, I didn't think 2015 was that great in terms of movies and I just felt like the Oscar nominations kind of reflected that where they were just like grasping at whatever came out and going, "Okay, we we have to nominate stuff if it's the Oscars." So <laughs> 
Yes, it has um, to be done. Let's uh, 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 everybody liked Mad Max Fury Road. Let's uh, let's nominate that for everything. So, so I mean, it's it's nominated for things that make sense to me. Uh, here's the list mm-hmm. from Mad Max. These are the ten: uh, achievement in visual effects, achievement in sound editing, achievement in sound mixing, achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Excuse me, achievement in film editing, achievement in ca- costume design, achievement in cinematography. Achievement in product or production design, achievement and directing, and then best motion picture of the year. Yeah, all all of them make sense except maybe best picture. But I I couldn't say much about any. I didn't see a lot of movies this okay. past year. That's fair. So I couldn't. I, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited that The Martian is also in the best picture. I know you didn't like it, but uh, I didn't hate it. Okay. I just. I was like, I was like, okay. I mean, I like it enough, but again, that was another one where I was like, I think everybody is just. But again, that was probably just me. I, I don't know. It was fine movie. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like see why everybody was so excited about it either. So. Well, for us, I mean, the book was great. We love the book, mm-hmm. and getting to talk to the author of the novel, Andy Weir, was great. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of the book, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Kingdom. Get your first yeah, you aud- Audible uh, download. It could be The Martian by Andy Weir. We heavily recommend it. And you can check that out. Go back and listen to the podcast where we talk to him. Great podcast. The dude is a friggin' genius. Uh, you wonder about some of the stuff in the movie. Like, is this possible? A lot of it he researched is possible. He, he talked to a lot of people in NASA and science and stuff like that. Even uh, Tyson... Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson has mentioned some of the things, you know, not everything is spot on. Obviously it's a, it's a work of fiction, but right. Uh, but yeah, audibletrial.com slash atomic geekdom. You help us out, you sign up, you get 30 days for free and a free download. And we recommend the Martian right now. So you can see what the big hubbub is about and why it's nominated for so much at the Oscars and the golden globes and all of that, all of that stuff. Uh, okay. So yep. let's, let's move on here. What was the last thing? Oh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, so Ryan yep. Coogler, director of Creed, director of, um, oh shoot, the other movie Michael B. Jordan's in <laughs> that I really liked. Uh, Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station, yes, which is based on a true story. So that was a really mm-hmm. good movie. I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, I can only imagine what he would do with Black Panther. I think it's going to be great. And again, that's another character I don't know a whole lot about. So I'll be doing my research and we'll have, uh, maybe we'll do a, We'll bust out an Atomic Kingdom 101 on the Black Panther for you guys to get you prepared for that character before Civil War comes out. Mm. And uh, we can let, tell you all about the character. Maybe Tom knows more than I do. But either way, I'll do my research. And we'll all know by the time that movie comes out and share the wealth with all of you. Yes, we will. All right. Uh, last bit of Marvel news that I have, aside from Agent Carter starting up next week, Tuesday. Next week, Tuesday is a big night for movies and comic books for Marvel and DC, uh, ABC is having like a 75 year Captain America special after mm-hmm. Agent Carter premieres. And then on CW, you have the Flash premiering and then you have two DC specials about Legends of Tomorrow and then about the building of the Dawn of the Justice League or whatever. Can't um, wait. So mark your calendars for Tuesday and then, of course, we'll have our our reviews of the flash episode and Supergirl and all that stuff. Cause next week, all our shows come back or most, mm-hmm. of them, most of them do. So 
All right. Uh, last bit of Marvel news is Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Joe Russo was quoted as saying it may feature 67 characters and the internet blew up saying 67 uh, characters. That's crazy. Uh, uh, and he was just generalizing. It's going to have a lot of characters is what he meant. Right, say. right. Uh, of course, it's the culmination. I can't believe. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I can't believe everybody took him seriously, but then I remembered we we're talking about the internet and went, oh, no, wait, of course they took him seriously. People took seriously the news that Guillermo, or that Peter Jackson was going to reboot uh, the never-ending story, and it was going to be like 60 movies. Right, yeah, yeah. And they took <laughs> this that seriously. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. he, he was going to cast like everybody from The Hobbit and stuff to be in the movie. Like, uh-huh. you're, you're, you're all dumb. Come on now, let's be smart. So not 67 characters, but it's the culmination of the entire universe. So chances are we're... I mean, you expect, like, you know, all the main players and then some. Yeah, yeah, and who knows? This might be where you see Daredevil jump into those movies, or who knows? You never know. So uh, it'll be interesting. Maybe we'll get uh, Coulson back in the movies for uh, Infinity War. Maybe. That at would least, be interesting. At, at least Coulson. Not not the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but who knows? Right. Uh, all right. So let's see. General news that I have. Alien Covenant. Uh, the new Alien movie that's going to be coming soon. I was going to say, is that the name of that movie now? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, not, the, not the Prometheus sequel, but the new Alien movie. It's going to have a hard R rating, according to Ridley Scott. No, that is the Prometheus sequel, that Alien Covenant. Is it really? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Well. They ch- he's changed the name uh, twice now. It was originally Prometheus 2, then it was something, and now it's Alien Covenant. Makes sense. Why not yep. just keep changing it, get away from the whole Prometheus name? Sure, just let him do whatever he wants. He's apparently just wanting to make the alien franchise completely his own and uh, let him do it. That's fine. (laughs) Doesn't mean anybody will see it necessarily, but. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last bit of general news I have, and then we can just kind of chat, uh, and you're going to love it is the, the casting for young Han Solo. Oh, geez, yeah. Uh, the list of several hundred young actors has been narrowed down, uh, rumored to have been narrowed down to seven, uh, eight names. Again, rumored. Mm-hmm. rumored. Uh, right. Names, the names are Emery Cohen from the movie Brooklyn, which I don't know. Scott Eastwood from the movie The Longest Ride, and I think he's in Suicide Squad, know. too. Uh, either way, he uh, looks... I don't he, think so. But he has a similar... Maybe. He has a similar look to Harrison Ford, so mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen him in a movie, but I think he would do all right as things <clears throat> go. Mm-hmm. Scott, Scott Eastwood, and I'm assuming he's related to Clint. <laughs> no idea. His middle name is Clinton, so mm. yes, he is. He is the son of, of yes, and he is in Suicide Squad. Mm. So there you go. Uh, let's see, Ang- Ansel Elgort from The Fault in Our Stars. He's pretty good. Uh, this name doesn't belong in this list. Dave Franco from 21 Jump Street. Uh, he's a hilarious kid, but he is not Han Solo material. Hmm. Logan. Lerman. I don't know. I don't know any of these names. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Uh, Logan Lerman from Fury. I like Logan Lerman a lot, um, but I don't think he would be a good po- choice for this role. But again, he's he's cool. I liked him in Fury, and then he's also in those Percy Jackson movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Jenner, who was on Glee, I believe, and he's I think married to Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, and he's gonna uh, be, I think so. Gonna be he's they're at least dating. I don't know if they're married, but uh, and he's gonna be joining Supergirl soon. <laughs> And hmm. uh, yeah, so he's up for the role. Jack Renner, Transformers: Age of Extinction. I believe he's the the dude that was dating Mark Wahlberg's daughter. Uh, I don't know in that movie. I didn't. I didn't see it. So, uh, Miles Teller from Whiplash and the oh, recently, that one I know. Recently, five time nominated Razzie Award, Fantastic Four. Uh, Miles yep. Teller is a great actor. The movie doesn't do him justice, uh, but uh, I don't know. He's a good actor. I just don't see him as Han Solo either. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into this debate. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. I just think this is a weird idea for a movie, and I don't think it's. I don't know. People always talk about movies that don't have to get made, like movies have to get made at all periods. So it's weird for me to, yeah. So it's it's weird for me to be like this movie doesn't have to be made, but it's like to me it's going into that weird place where you already have a fully formed character that all you need to know about him was introduced right up front. There was no, he's not a mysterious character. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to like go. Okay, let's. Let's go ahead and explore Han Solo's backstory, and I don't know. It's just I don't. I, I don't think I like it at all. I think it's one of those weird things where you're going back into possible prequel territory, where you're going to go, "Oh, look, here's this character. Here's him winning the Millennium Falcon from Lando Calrissian in a game of cards." And okay, well, we already knew he did that. Why do we need to go watch it now? I don't know. You're just bitter. You're old and bitter. I am old and bitter. I think that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think for this movie, just personally, I'll, I'll just say this. This movie could come out and bomb, and I don't think it's going to have any effect on my enjoyment of 7, 8, or 9. If it doesn't do well, that's fine. They're just going to move on, you know, like like the Incredible Hulk. Think of it that way. <laughs> Right. No, it's not going to affect any of the other movies at all, period. It's just like, I want them to make all these movies, you know, be good is what I want. And so this is one of those ones where I'm like, I I don't know. I just, I feel like we've been down this road one time before. And yeah, that was with George Lucas, which is one thing. I mean, that was kind of his screw up, but by the same token, it feels like the exact same sentiment to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. We could be going down the same road, but it could be something cool to see. We never know. I don't know. I've just, I've been trying to rack my brain to come up with a prequel that was actually worthwhile and I haven't thought of one yet. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That just means I haven't thought of it yet. I'm still trying to think of a prequel that was actually worth the time I put into watching it. Like uh, a prequel worth seeing, you mean? Yeah, like a, just a prequel where I was like, boy, I'm th- that really added to the story and I'm really glad I saw it. 
That's and I haven't, you know, I haven't thought there have been plenty of pre, like there have been plenty of prequels. There are things that have existed, but yeah, I Star just Star Wars by no means invented the idea. No, no. And so I'm just trying. I've been trying. And like I said, I haven't come up with one yet. That doesn't mean there is one. But I've been trying to think of a time when I actually watched a prequel movie and went, boy, I'm glad I watched that. That added a lot to the story. Well, and didn't, didn't uh, Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders? Yeah. Technically? Kind of, yeah, it, in a way it is. I mean, that is a very different, it yeah. takes place chronologically before Raiders, but I don't think I would call it a prequel. Okay. Like, it's it's weird, because that movie doesn't try to do what a lot of prequels do. Like, to right. me, to me, like, the, the, the stereotypical idea of a prequel is trying to show you where a lot of your favorite characters started out, and... Uh, Temple of Doom did that, but not really at the same time. Like it, it, that was just like another Indiana Jones movie. And even though like it took place a couple years before Raiders, it wasn't like, all right, you loved him in Raiders. Now see his very first adventure. And he, I don't know. He's yeah, that one's a weird one. It is, but it isn't a prequel at the same time. Yeah. And if you're a fan of these movies, every fan Fast and Furious movie after Tokyo Drift is considered a prequel. I've never seen a single one of those movies. <laughs> Up until Furious 7, they're all prequels uh, after Tokyo Drift, because then Tokyo Drift happens, and then Furious 7 takes place. It's crazy how, why they did that. I, I'll never know. Yeah. If, if they actually meant to do it on purpose, I doubt it. Well, who knows? Uh. Uh, also, Paranormal Activity 2 and 3 are prequels. Never saw any of those either. No. Uh, Minions is a prequel to Despicable Me. I didn't see that one yet either. <laughs> so, like I'm saying, it's possible. But, like, <laughs> I was trying to th- like, um, Red Dragon is a prequel to uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. And, and Red Hannibal, Dragon. Right? It was that? And Hannibal. Yeah, it's a, yeah. well, Hannibal is the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs. That's not a prequel. Right. Hannibal is Hannibal a, Rising, right? Mhm. Yeah. Well, here's but here's the weird thing about Red Dragon though is the Red Dragon was the very first Hannibal Lecter book. So the movie is technically a prequel to The Silence of the Lambs even though the book is the original story, but the movie version didn't come out as well as it could have so right. i don't know i'm I, now i'm going down a rabbit hole where i'm trying to think of things on the fly and can't quite do it uh, well we were just talking about her prometheus is, mm-hmm. is a prequel to Alien. i didn't see that either <laughs> uh the thing is the prequel to john carpenter is the thing i didn't see the yeah, not worth seeing don't worry about it. john carpenter okay. is the better of the two either okay way. Uh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber, er, when Harry met Lloyd is the prequel to Dumb and Dumber. I didn't know. I only saw Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yep, me too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna go. That, that's really all I can. I'm looking. Oh, the Scorpion yeah. King is a prequel to the Mummy Returns. I didn't see either one of those. No. Nope. Uh, so wow, Freddy versus Jason is a prequel to Jason X. It, uh, it, sure. <laughs> those were both. <laughs> Terrible movies, anyway. And then so. a lot of prequels are straight to DVD sequels to bad movies like mm-hmm. uh, Dukes of Hazard Two, From Dust Till Dawn Three. Yeah, see what I mean? It's like this weird thing with prequels where they're like 
So, I don't know. Like, there is, of course, always the potential that a Han Solo movie could be just a great movie about Han Solo. But I just have this very bizarre, like, relationship with prequels, knowing what they generally all turn out to be, that makes me go, oh, boy, this Han Solo movie. Yeah, yeah. It could be bad. Yeah. I don't know. Just fine. Make them all. I don't care. Just make them all. <laughs> all right. Let's not get crazy. No, seriously. Just go ahead and make it. I mean, it'll turn out how it turns out. <laughs> uh, They're going to make all these Star Wars movies anyway, and everyone's going to go see them. So. <laughs> all right. You've given up. I have. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did want to mention too that uh, Star Wars was nominated. Force Awakens was nominated, I believe, three times. Let me pull it back up. Was it? I didn't even notice. Uh, let me get that back up. I just closed it. Oh, five, five nominations. Mm. It got achievement in film editing, achievement in music written for motion picture, mm-hmm. original score, achievement in sound mixing, achievement mm-hmm. in sound editing, and of course, mm-hmm. achievement in visual effects. Yeah, did you see the visual effects video I posted earlier today? Yeah, I saw that making the rounds where they removed. The that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing I said going into it was that there's going to be visual effects, but does it's not going to be along the lines of the prequels where it's just beating you in the face right? with green screen and stuff like that. But they made it work exceedingly well. Well, what surprised me quite a bit was how much of it was, um, like, the entire background was CGI. Like, they just did that because in the past, a lot of completely digital environments have looked like completely digital environments. And their completely digital environments were done very, very well to the point where there were a couple places I was going, wait a minute, that was a completely digital environment? No way. Give one example. Um, Well, there were a couple things that I thought were done with models um, a la... Um, the original Star Wars, there were a couple places where I was like, oh, I think that was probably done with models, and it turned out not to be done with models. Like, just just some of the, the stuff, like when they blew up the the base, or the reactor, or whatever they called it, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, on the... Yeah, on the Starkiller base, when they blew up the, the, the reactor or whatever it was they were attacking, I think they called it the reactor. I can't remember. Um, that, that whole explosion, I thought somebody was just blowing up a model, old school style, and yeah. they weren't. You know? So, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job, I think, uh, overall, with yeah. mix, mixing it in a way that we were kind of fooled. So. Mm-hmm. Welcome to day 340. What the heck is that? There's an ad for colony for everybody. Oh, I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> That's what I, I thought that was when you I thought that was me. Stupid website when you're doing a live <laughs> show. Uh I but the website I wanted to load was the list of the Razzies. I figured we got a couple minutes, let's just go through these. Oh, the Razzies. Uh the Razzies are the golden raspberries, and the Razzie Awards are for the worst movies, worst actors in those movies. So we'll run th- and <laughs> It's it's a joke, so let's let's not be of too mean. It is. let's not be too mean to these people. Uh, I'll try. 
We'll start with the bottom of the list. Uh, let's see. Razzie Redeemer Awards, I guess. I don't know what that means. So I'm gonna skip Those, that. I think, are people that won Razzies in the past for being bad and are getting oh, yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, I believe uh, that's what that is. Yeah. So you have Elizabeth Banks is in there. She got a Razzie for Movie 47, and she had multiple hits this year, which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, perennial Razzie nominee and winner, and he directed The Visit, which I guess is a redeeming movie. I don't. I oh, I heard it. it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith for following up After Earth with Concussion, and that's true. Because After Earth was terrible, and he's great in Concussion. Mm-hmm. The movie's cool. not exceedingly great, but he's good in it. Mm-hmm. And then Sylvester Stallone, all-time Razzie, Razzie champ, and he's a contender for Creed. Uh, so. Stop it. All-time Razzie champ? maybe they're doing, like, Expendables movies or something. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, he's not that bad. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into the meat of the awards here before we run out of time. All right. We've got worst screenplay and we'll, we'll pick our, our winner out of these categories as we go okay. along. Fantastic Four, Fifty Shades of Grey, Jupiter Ascending, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, and, oh. and Pixels. Oh, see, I only saw one of those movies, and the only reason I saw one of those movies is because the rest of them looked bad. And the one that I saw looked bad, but I saw it anyway. <laughs> so we're both picking Fantastic Four. Sure, because that's the only one I know anything about, but I'm sure the rest of those had Pixels, pretty I bad screen, but... and stopped it. I didn't even finish it. Yeah. Uh, worst director, Andy Fickman for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, Tom Six for Human Centipede 3. Oh, Sam God. Taylor Johnson for Fifty Shades of Grey, Josh Trank for Fantastic Four, or Andy and Lana Wachowski for Jupiter Ascending. Oh, I'm sticking with. Josh I mean, Trank. like <laughs> again, I only saw one of those, so I'll go with Josh yeah. Trank. Yeah, I, yeah. See, that's the thing. Maybe because I saw it, it deserves better. Because I didn't have any interest in seeing any of these other movies. I didn't either. Maybe, maybe we're only picking on it because we saw it. But yeah. I have to admit, the rest of those looked really bad. And to be honest, I don't know why I saw Fantastic Four. I was warned it was bad going in. I think you saw it because you hoped it would be good because it's a comic book movie, and we geeks want it to be good, and we wanted that's to give it pretty, a chance. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's that's the the, the anyway uh, worst screen combo. All four Fantastics from Fantastic Four. Fantastics mm-hmm. is in quotes. That's pretty funny. Johnny Depp and his glued-on mustache from Mordecai. Mm-hmm. Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson in Fifty Shades of Grey. Kevin James mm-hmm. and either his Segway or his glued-on mustache from Paul Blart. Welcome to. And Adam Sandler and any pair of shoes in The Cobbler. Again, I've always... Oh, God, I saw that movie. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, it was not good. I, you know what? I'm going to give it to Johnny Depp in Mordecai because that movie was awful, and I like the actors in Fantastic Four, so I, I'm just going to give it to that. See, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Adam Sandler. That's that fair. movie was not good. <laughs> uh, all right, worst remake slash ripoff slash sequel. Mm-hmm. Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chimp. Or Chip, excuse me, Road Chip. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. <laughs> I think Fantastic Four is in every category. Uh, I think it tub, is. Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Oh, God. Human Centipede 3. 
Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. I'm actually going to go with the worst one is Hot Tub Time Machine 2. That was really bad. I didn't see it. I mean, I wanted so, it to be good because yeah. I like Adam Scott a lot, and the first one made me mm-hmm. laugh, but this mm-hmm. one was bad. So, Fantastic Four, I'll go again. That's fair. Uh, no Fantastic Four in this category, or the next okay. one. Uh, okay. Or the one after that. Okay. Uh, worst Supporting Actress. Okay. Kaylee Kuoko Sweeting. She's from Big Bang Theory. Uh, and she was also mm-hmm. in Alvin and the Chipmunks, Road Chip, and The Wedding Ringer. I actually liked The Wedding Ringer, but she was pretty bad in it. Okay. Uh, Wedding Ringer had uh, Josh Gad and Kevin Hart. I thought it was pretty funny. Mm. Uh, Rooney Mara, who I really like, but the movie Pan was really bad, I guess. I didn't, no, didn't see it. Me neither. Michelle Monaghan. Again, because, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michelle Monaghan from Pixels. Yeah. Julianne Moore, Seventh Son. And then Amanda Seyfried, Love the Coopers, and also Pan. Boy, I didn't see any of those movies. No, I did not see any of these movies. I saw Wedding, Wedding Ringer, so I guess, even though I love her, Kaylee Kuko Sweeting gets my vote. Yeah. All right, West, well, excuse me, Worst Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, and Vacation. Josh oh, jeez. Josh Gad in Pixels and The Wedding Ringer. Mm-hmm. Kevin James, just for Pixels, I guess. Not for also Paul Blart. Yeah, but he wasn't a supporting oh, no, that's right. in that. He's, he's probably in the worst lead actor. Mm-hmm. The worst actor. Uh, so Kevin James, Jason Lee from Alvin and the Chipmunks, Road Chip, and Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Didn't see any of those movies, so I'm just going to go ahead and say Kevin James because I had to watch those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll say, since I saw it, I'll say Chevy Chase since he's not good in Hot Tub Time Machine 2. He's barely in. All right. You know what? I'm going Kevin James. Even though I haven't seen Pixels, I'm going Kevin James because he's barely in Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Yeah. So that's not really fair. Uh, worst Actress. Katherine Heigl, Home Sweet Hell. Didn't see it. Dakota Johnson, nope. Fifty Shades of Grey. Mila Kunis, nope. Jupiter Ascending. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez, The Boy Next Door. Mm-hmm. And Gwyneth Paltrow, Mordecai. I didn't see any I didn't, of those movies. Oh, can I just vote for Kate Mara? <laughs> That's fine. We'll say fantasy okay. for Kate Mara, even though, again, I love her as well. Uh, worst actor. Uh, nope, I didn't see any of these movies. Johnny oh, Depp, perfect. Johnny Depp and Mordecai, Jamie Dornan, Fifty Shades of Grey, Kevin James, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, Adam Sandler, The Cobbler, and Pixels, and then Channing Tatum. Oh, in God, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. I'll go Kevin James again. You know, what the, you know what the worst part is? I used to like Adam Sandler. <laughs> Yeah, no, and he now, used to be good, and I, I hear yeah, his his Netflix movie is doing really well. It, it looks so bad, I haven't watched it, so... I'm gonna get to it, and I'll watch it, but I heard, it, I heard it's good, so... Okay, well, maybe. Alright, uh, and finally, uh, the last category of the 36th annual Raspberry uh, uh, Razzie Awards. I, you know, this thing's older than I am by a year. I didn't know that they were created in 1980. Wow. Uh, okay. Worst picture: Fantastic Four, Fifty Shades mm-hmm. of Grey, Jupiter mm-hmm. Ascending, Paul mm-hmm. Blart Mall Cop Two, or mm-hmm. Pixels. <sighs> I want to vote for Fantastic Four, but I have a feeling that all those other movies were worse because I didn't see them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Uh, Which is hard to say because Fantastic Four was really bad. I wanted it, you know. No, I wanted it to be good. I did. I love so Miles Teller. I love Kate and Mara. I love Michael B. Jordan. 
And yeah. I just thought, okay, they're going to turn it around. But then I just kept hearing these things about the director on the set was like, just not good. And there was too much conflict creatively. You never like to hear that about a movie. And right. it's just was set up to fail. And even though Michael B. Jordan is saying all the right things that he'd come back and do a sequel, you know, he doesn't want to. Right. You know, he's like, I did Creed. Yeah. I'm moving on. I'm a, I'm a good actor. I don't well, do the this. whole movie took place in three locations and I, just everything about it was like, boy, nothing about this is fantastic for a movie called Fantastic Four. Yeah. And getting to see the planet that they went to, I thought this was going to be great. And it's going to yeah. be cool. And, you know, you know, I have a feeling, yeah. I have a feeling Fantastic Four is going to run away with a lot of these awards. I have a feeling. Uh, hard to say. I mean, some of those other movies, like I said, they were probably pretty bad. I don't know because I didn't <laughs> see them. But, uh, before uh. before we end the show, Fantastic Four, I'm going to do a little box office um, trivia for you. Mm-hmm. Did it uh, break the budget or did it go over the budget? Or did it do you mean? exceed? Did it like make more money or did it lose money? It didn't make its budget back. It did. As far as oh, it did. It made a hundred. It made a 40, Just, forty-eight million dollars over its budget. No, wow, that's was, still a very small, yeah. small how making your budget you a, back. How that even gets you a sequel? I don't even know. Uh, it's not getting a sequel. No, I know, I know. Uh, one hundred twenty million was the budget. It made one hundred sixty-eight million. And yes, for kids, they've already canceled the sequel. Well, they announced the sequel before the movie was even made, which right. I thought was a little presumptuous, but, uh, you know, I mean, whatever. Michael B. Jordan said he'd come back. Kate Mara said she'd come back, but it's just, it's not going to happen. She still hasn't seen that movie. Did you know that? It's like, she said something about it not that long ago where she actually never went and watched the final product. I don't blame her. I don't. Yeah. Smart girl. Uh, all right. Yep. As we're, we're getting ready to leave here, I want to give a good plug here to Neptune Comics. They're a sponsor of our podcast and our website. Good dudes, local comic book shop. You can support the brick and mortar by going to their website, NeptuneComics.com, and ordering some huh. comics and stuff like that. I, you know, you can't get to the store because it's in Wisconsin. Not many of us live here. But right. you can still support them by going to their website. They will send you all kinds of good stuff. So go to their website, NeptuneComics.com, order some stuff. Let them know you, you, you heard it from Atomic Geekdom, and then they'll help us out. They're good dudes. They had uh, Susan Eisenberg in the store on Skype today or yesterday uh, to help promote their birthday, their anniversary, their 12th birthday of being in business. And so I heard it was a good show out or a good turnout. I didn't get to go. But uh, cool. of course, is the voice of Wonder Woman from Justice League and Justice League United. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, it's United, right? Or, uh, Justice no, League Unlimited. Unlimited. It's one of those U words. Uh, so check them out. Also, audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom to help us out. Matt, you guys are on Twitter uh, for the Two Broke Geeks podcast at 2BGPod. And you can find their podcast on iTunes. You should absolutely 100% be subscribing to them. And you can find them on our totally. website, com, where I'll be posting articles and reviews and news and all kinds of great stuff. We will be back here again every Thursday. We're going to aim for every Thursday to do live shows and uh matt thanks for joining me today no problem had to save the day that's right that's right excelsior you guys would have been stuck listening to me say uh um uh 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 all by myself <laughs> and that's never yeah. good podcasting you never want something like that to happen so all right guys we will see you all soon see ya see ya